Yo, 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 what's up, people? What's up, what's up, what's good? Where's your LC? Good night, ladies and gentlemen. The time is now 7.39 p.m. Saturday night, Saturday the 2nd of February. And we're here live to do our little podcast, you know, to bring you all some news. And yes, yeah, so let's get straight to it. I was watching, I was listening to a lecture sometime in the week. And the lecture was uh, focusing on, on a phenomenon that human beings from since the beginning of time, we seem to have this urge to be in one with music in particular. Um, they say that when music is being played, no matter who you are, no matter what your view may be on life, you know, yeah, yeah, you have this urge to dance. Even if you don't dance, you have this urge to dance. You, you dance in the rhythm and, and with the tempo of the music. Although some people people who can dance, you know, it's a different story, but you catch my drift. And I went to bed, but like two days after, you know, the mind is working in the background for itself, putting two and three together. Well, in my mind, two and two came together. And I remember reading this book, a book called Destructive Emotions, A Conversation with the Dalai Lama. And is, the book contains, um, it contains conversations between highly educated people, people with knowledge of science and biology, no religion. So one corner you had the Buddhist Buddhist monks and represented by the Dalai Lama. Right? And we had neuropsych neuroscientists, yeah psychologists. You had everybody everybody in that room had some sort of special specialty when it comes to human behavior and the mind of the human being. And there was this part of the book where the neuroscientists they presented a machine called the fMRI machine and they presented their findings. And what they said that what they said that the machine could do is that well first of all you take the they have electrodes where you could set them on the on the person's on a person's head and each electrode can pick up brain waves. So let's say there's about 21 electrodes on a person's head. On the computer screen, on the interface, what you would see is like um, 21, 21 different signals coming from different parts of the head, right? Um, I think 
I saw, I think I saw it on the Dr. Oil show. If you want, you could go on YouTube and check it out for yourself. Yes, so what the neuroscientists were saying is that when a person or any test subject is having random thoughts, not thinking of anything in particular, just having random thoughts, the 21 electrodes would show frequencies at different timing. Some might, some might reach peak frequency at the same time on one side and they might have um, peak frequency at another time on the other side of the mind. And sometimes it's just random, you know? Now I want you to think about this. You know, like when you're making up the bed with your children and each person have an end in the bed sheet. So you have four corners in the bed sheet and four people holding each corner. And then everybody lift the bed sheet together and you get this, um, this parachute this parachute effect, right? They described it as that. Each electrode would have this kind of parachute or mushroom effect taking place. Now, they say when the subject is having random thoughts, you would have random frequencies all over the brain, right? But whenever the person is having a thought that comes to a conclusion, or if the person is having a conversation with somebody else, and the conversation that comes to a conclusion in that person's mind, then all the brain waves, they, they, the frequencies reach maximum at maximum level all at the same time right so let's picture this you had little explosions taking place in different parts of the mind and all of a sudden you have just one big explosion that will reach maximum frequency and then come right back down that happens in the mind right yeah so they said that um, when I took that and I took what I learned from the lecture and I put them together, it kind of confirms what they were saying in the lecture, that human beings want to, we will tend to do things to be in one with whatever it is that is happening around us, wherever we can sense. Right? No, that is not across the board. That is just with certain things. And then, on top of that, I remember when I bought my phone. I bought an iPhone sometime in the middle of last year. And I remember what pushed me to buy the iPhone. There was this program that I watched every Saturday morning. And in the program, a guy would pull out his cell phone 
to read whatever information he has there. And he would pull out an iPhone. And the iPhone had a red case. And I would admire the iPhone. You know, in the back of the iPhone, you would see the two, the double camera. Right. And I went and I bought it. Now what this says, what, what I'm trying to say, there are people out there who study human beings like a science. And I'm not talking about the people who do it for the betterment of mankind. You know, they do the studies and they, they bring the findings and they could have conversation like, like the book that I read. So they could um, alleviate human beings from suffering. No, there are people who study these things. People who are doing um, advertising, marketing. They know it's, I want to believe that it, it are, there are people out there who study these things like a science in order for self-gain. I know how come so much money is being pumped into advertisement, advertisement? How come? Because human beings just want to be in one with whatever they see, whatever they hear. So you're, you're driving down the road, you see Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola sign with two happy people or two people who seem to be happy. Well-dressed, beautiful people, and they're smiling. And they, they both have Coca-Cola in their hands. Now, you know to yourself that you want to be happy too. <laughs> and you might be a little thirsty. So, when you reach wherever you're going, what is the first thing you think about buying? A Coca-Cola, yeah? That's if you're, uh, if you're not really feeling for Coca-Cola, if you just have something against Coca-Cola. You know, you have a strong mind. You know, so I just wanted to bring that to your attention this evening. So you could kind of think about what it is you're doing. We the common one have to have control over what we're doing because I don't want to bring up the conspiracy theorists, but time after time we keep hearing that there's a group of elite people that want that control the world, that want to control the world. I don't want to go into that. Alright, so it's best if you have control over yourself. You think? Right. So where are we tonight? Well Carnival season is upon us, and uh, I'm not a carnival person. You know, that might be a little shocking to you for a person living in Trinidad and Tobago, a person representing to the fullest doing this podcast here. You know, but I kind of felt like I had enough. I'm a 30s right now. I spent most of my Upper twenties, all day for Juve. Um, Juve morning. What else do I have? I think what is quality night? Uh, I forget what is quality night. When you go back to Monday night, 
and then you have the parade of the bands on the on the, uh, the Tuesday and then you have Ash Wednesday but that's not really in some beaches they used to have a party for Ash Wednesday but I don't think that happens anymore unless it's some all-inclusive something you know um, yeah well, this is the time Carnival is in full swing no matter what station you turn on the TV on the radio soca music playing soca music videos all in your face you know it's one of the um, the best times in this country now, I ain't gonna say anything bad about carnival because there's nothing much bad to say about carnival alright but I wanna focus on the positive tonight carnival Like, let me give you a story. The last time I went out for carnival, somewhere in Port of Spain here, there was this juve band. They had a party during the, I think it's around one o'clock in the morning, from one o'clock in the morning, they would have a party. And then around three in the morning, we would leave the party to go out in the road with the paint and the mud, the alcohol, you know, all that good stuff. Now, on my way in, into the party, it was just me and a friend from school. We were heading in and there was this lady who was going in, an, an Indian lady, a little older than me. And while he was going in, um, you know, the, the corridor to go in was narrow and so people pushing to go in and then I end up rubbing up on the woman uh, when I spoke I told, my, I told my partner something I can't remember what it is I told him you stand up right next to me at the side of me and I told him something and when she realized like, when she heard my voice she turned and she saw the African standing there now when she, after she saw the African standing there I don't know what about my parents that made her feel threatened <laughs> but she pulled away her hand and she kind of scorned me while she was going in I didn't feel no how because I'm fully aware of the country that I'm living in you did not everybody will like you and I didn't I didn't approach the matter I didn't um, I didn't speak to her or anything like that. We just went in, drank with alcohol, we went out in the road, had a good time. Now at the end of the, um, the event, they had like open bathrooms, showers, within the compound. So you could take a bed and then you could go and outside, inside a place there, change your clothes and you could head home. I went and I took a bath after the celebration. We had a real good time. I got tired, drunk. Went and took a bath. Had something to eat for breakfast. You know. And while I was heading out, the same lady who scorned me on the way in saw me heading out. And she recognized me. 
And she ran and she hugged me up. And she turned around and she gave me a wine. And in my mind, I was like, you're going, to, you're going to think about it later, Michael. Just enjoy the moment, right? Take your wine, enjoy yourself. <laughs> and I left her there. I went and changed my pants. I had two, pair, two pairs of pants there. I went and changed the pants again because she was still muddy. I know she do that for spite. <laughs> but um, I went and changed the pants and went home to my girlfriend at the time. And I thought about it and I said, look at that. In between the alcohol, the music, the vibes, everything about carnival, it have no room for racism. No, racism is a strong word. It have no room for, um, God, I keep forgetting words. I'll come back to it. But you know what I'm saying? There's no room for the sour behavior. There's no room for hard feelings. Unless it has people who, like when they drink rum, they just want to fight. You know, it has some people like that. Right. Other than that, it has no room for that when it's carnival time. And that is what I love about it. A vagrant could be on the streets all year. And by the time carnival time comes, Nobody recognizes him because everybody dirty, everybody drunk, everybody having a good time. Most of the time it's juvie morning, it's 40 morning, the sun ain't reach up in the sky yet. So you can't really see who is who. All you can see is, well, for me as a man, all I can see is a long hair and bumper. That's all I want to see. You know, and, and breasts. You have to be real careful these days too because man whining on Rasta man and all kind of thing. You have to be, <laughs> have to be careful. You dig? But yeah, carnival is, is a beautiful thing, but right? For people who on the outside of Trinidad and Tobago and listening will never experience it. I know some of you may have experienced it because every year you see people, like strange people keep coming into the country. So, you know, it's, um, it's a beautiful thing as I keep saying. But I, have, I had to give it up because I found myself, and I know if you all experience this too, these vehicles coming from me. Yeah, I don't know if you all experience it too, but like if you're accustomed to partying, you find yourself doing the same thing over and over. You know, in different clothes. Or, you know, like a different alcohol come out you'll find yourself doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again and since my early 20s I've been going to Camerown you know so by now I'm fed up I'm real fed up I want some sort of different way to express myself you know and I think when I look at it, when I look at myself, I realized that carnival was a time where I would release all my tension from the year before. You know, just have a real damn good time because I, I didn't use to party as much. One or two clubs, but not as much. 
And when Carnival time reached, that was the time when we have a total release. From all the back and all, from work and your parents and everything else, you come out on the streets and you have a damn good time. You know, but I'm a, I am in a pretty good position in my life right now. Things, isn't, things are not too hard. And if it is hard, it's because I am making it hard in order to achieve something, if you catch my drift. You know, so I don't really have much of a reason to, to release any tension. I don't have any tension in the first place to release. So that's the reason that I don't really partake in carnival anymore. But, you know, things getting harder for some people. So I understand if the roads will still be packed. Carnival Monday, Carnival Tuesday. But I just want to advise people to be safe and to be humble, you know? When you're out there, you can't reason with drunk people. But what you could do is just keep quiet, put a smile on your face, and walk away. You dig? Yeah. Right. So, what happened for the week? So, two, te- two teenagers missing, two girls went missing. I'll find the names just now. But one was from San Grande and the other one was from... can't remember. I'll find out. I'll find out just now. We didn't have much action this week. The only um, all the the police keep doing their jobs. Yes, I'll come in them once more. Excuse me. Um, when it comes to the the Venezuela issue, there's still there's still um, talks being had about the situation down there. You know, uh, more people are starting to recognize the opposition leader, this young leader. You know, they have a problem with the money reaching the, the current president of Venezuela. They say that he's corrupt, you know, like which political leader isn't corrupt. Um, yeah, I noticed something, I looked at something today, I was speeding through Facebook, looking for something to laugh, and I saw a little video where the opposition leader of Trinidad and Tobago, the same one that said um, that she recognizes the opposition leader of Venezuela as the president of Venezuela, yeah, the same one who chimed in with Trump. I saw a video with the same woman hugging the current president of Venezuela and taking pictures with the man. She and somebody else. Somebody know about talking you and saying you is not who you is. They disrespect you by telling you that the title that you have is not your title, it belongs to somebody else. But then the next minute you want to come in my country and take pictures with me. You know, you know, you had to be diplomatic. The president of Venezuela, he stood there, he took pictures with them, and I couldn't look no more. I just 
scroll down yeah that was disgusting but um in relation in relation to these stories surrounding venezuela i think it was saturday or sunday gone i saw the news that about seven about seven trinidadians being held hostage in um, venezuela seven fishermen the the um kidnappers they want around 200 and something thousand us dollars for the release i saw a media release from the ministry of national security say now uh, this happened they, they released this on the first of february they say that the situation involving Trinidad and Tobago nationals being kidnapped and currently you currently held in Venezuela has attract has been attracting the attention of the Ministry of National Security. This matter is ongoing and at a very sensitive stage. Accordingly accordingly, details and specific information surrounding the circumstances of this matter cannot be provided at this time. The Trinidad and Tobago Police Service is managing and investigating here in Trinidad and has communicated with, with Interpol and made requests for assistance through diplomatic channels. The Trinidad and Tobago Police Service has no jurisdiction outside Trinidad and Tobago. And then they went on to ask the, um, the media to be cautious about the news that they're putting out there, right, um, and so forth, because it's a very sensitive matter, right? Um, now, prayers goes out to the fishermen out there. I pray for their safe return. You know, but I looked at the picture where the kidnappers had. Each one of them had heavy. Every automatic machine guns, um, and I say, well, these not no normal criminals. Now I went into and I went into suspicious suspicion mode, <laughs> and in my mind, I was thinking that the. The secret services in America, they could be so nasty. They could play so stink, so deceptive. Something telling me that these armed men who kidnapped these fishermen is not Venezuelan. That's just my suspicion. I have no facts to back it up. This is a podcast where I'll be politically incorrect here and there. Right? Um, forgive me, but this is my suspicion. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the reason why I thought about that is because you would expect that a little country like Trinidad and Tobago, who had good ties with America for a long time, you would expect that the um, 
Prime Minister of this country would kiss ass, you know, because of the ties they've been having for so long. And, um, well, you and I know that the leader of America today is not like the leaders of America yesterday. You know, so... Yeah, so the, the madman in office, the, he will do whatever his emotion tell him. Right? And um, for a small country like Chandler and Tobago, you know, they'll feel like they'll want to do us what they want. Oh, yeah, come back to the theory that I had. Right. So they will kidnap the people of them from Trinidad and Tobago. And they will... They will want us to react in a way against Venezuela. Right? They will they do that for a particular reaction to cause some sort of enmity between Trinidad and Tobago and Venezuela. But... Trinidad and Tobago is good with everybody. And the culture that we have here in Trinidad, we're not like the other places where right, one person get kidnapped, you hear the person end up dying across it, wherever the person may be. Everybody protests. Everybody stop it and just come out and start protest. It's not so in Trinidad and Tobago, my brethren. All you don't know this culture, you know. Watch within, watch me. I pray to God nothing happens to the men and them. I pray to God nothing. I hope they return back to their families. I hope they come back safe. But jump high, jump low. Watch the reaction of Trinidad and Tobago people. Wherever the wind blow, watch the reaction of Trinidad and Tobago. What you're expecting from us is what you, you ain't getting nothing. You ain't getting nothing at all. The reaction you're looking for, you're not going to get it. Trust me. Yeah, so, um, this is the country I live in, and this is the world that we live in. Come back to the um, to some other things that happened during the week. Remember, I told you about um, a young lady that was kidnapped. Well, I only have a picture of one. Yeah, her name is Natalia Johnson, 14 years old, of McShine Street in Saggy Grande. She was um, she was last seen probably around the 29th of the first month, 2019, by her mother. If anybody have any information, any at all, please call 999 or 555 or 911. Any of those numbers, please. She's a... Her skin tone is a little... brown to darkish. She has... Shoulder height here. Douglas person. Douglas young lady. Still going to school. 14 years. You know, if anybody's... If anybody... um, Just look it up on the internet. 
you know, look it up on the internet to see who is this person, Natalia Johnson. Right? And help out, help her family out. In, um, in other news, two sales clerks, they were expected to appear before the Port of Spain, Port of Spain Magistrate Court about three days ago with conspiracy to defraud the Republic Bank Limited with sums of so a sum of money totaling to $113,516.35. The persons involved were Tiffany Batson Joseph and the guy, I don't have a name for the guy here. Sorry about that. I don't have a name for the guy. Yeah. Like I said, slow week. Akonupia man was detained, was denied bail and remanded into custody after he appeared before the Shaguanas magistrate. That's, that's Tuesday. Right? Um, yeah, Tuesday or Friday. He was charged with sexual penetration of a 15-year-old female victim. The man's name is Jonathan Mohammed, 32-year-old painter of Warrenville, Conopia. He has a big beard on his face. Um, yeah, lock him up. Lock him up. It have too much women out here for you to be interfering with little girls. 15 years old. What are you doing to a 15-year-old? I just wonder if... Well, I can't wonder if they have sisters or nieces or whatever. But... You have to be a special human being to interfere with young girls. Something in your, in your brain isn't right. You know what I'm saying? Something has to be wrong with your psyche to interfere with little girls and little boys as a man. At some point in time, as things progress, as man, mankind uh, continues to progress in his findings and his um, and his duty to to go beyond the beyond. I hope we reach a place where, like, we could take these sick people off the streets, treat them, get them back on the streets to um, add some value to society. But right about now, what we're seeing is that every time you hear some sick person committing some crime, hear people from society um, they're not for rehabilitation they're for extinguishing these people getting rid of them right in my mind it's a sort of barbaric thing because think about it put yourself in their position now I know you are probably one of these more sane people in society but I want you to think about it like this if, say, 
something happened to you when you was younger and it triggered some sort of offset in your thinking in the way you process things in your mind so you go to society and you commit these crimes and you feel normal about it but to society it's not normal and then on top of doing it and feeling normal about it you're being prosecuted for it right there there ought to be some sort of rehabilitation i know we're not there yet to treat these people on them because from what I hear in the um, psychiatric um, the psychiatric wards and thing, it's a mess it's just a matter of um, medic- giving medication to these people and them to suppress some sort of um, sort of behavior you know but you're not really fixing anything I pray we come to a place where we can actually treat these people and then get them off the streets immediately. Treat them, get them back into society to actually do something. You know? So that's my take on that. Um, I'm not saying the guy who interfered with this 15-year-old girl that something happened to him when he was small and I'm not saying that, and he he could just be worthless, you know? you know. But according to what the courts find, yeah, lock him up. Just make sure he, he off the street number one. And according to what they find, they let justice be served. Because whatever you take from that 15 year old girl, he can't give her back. You understand? And she will go through life traumatized. And I said, um, well, I wonder, buddy. I wonder if she was raped. If she was raped, then she would go through life traumatized. But then you have to remember, there are certain cases where young ladies go with older men. Right? I don't want to bring up this R. Kelly thing now because that would take up too much time. And right now, I'm out of time. But yeah, you have to remember that we, we keep having these cases with these young girls going with older men. Right? So it's, it is the fault of the older man because he have all his faculties working in his mind. He know what is right and wrong. He should know what is right and wrong. And he should put a stop to things before they proceed any further. Right? So the young girl who have her biology working up, now starting to produce certain chemicals and whatever, she mightn't be able to think straight. You know, she can't think for herself. She don't know... She's not really fully aware of what is right and what is wrong. All she knows is that she's feeling something and she needs to do something about it. Right? And that's where the, the parents too also come and guide these young people. You know, like I keep telling you, talk to your children and keep talking to your children, you know. Yeah. So that's it for the um for the podcast here tonight. Like I said, Carnival is in full swing. I know some of you are probably... is after... after... Yeah, some of all you are probably in the party already. So you're probably listen to, listening to this around Sunday morning. Trying to sew up. But anyhow, for those who are listening in tonight, I 
I want to wish you all a good night. Get a good night rest if you ain't going out anywhere. You know, pray. A lot don't be afraid to pray. Read a chapter in your Bible if, it's, if the Bible is your thing. Pick up your Quran and, and go through something to gain some wisdom. Shikita, whatever it is, whatever it is you read. see all your or you're going to hear from me next weekend please god all right so from me to you have a good night peace